Hey, Rich Paramount, welcome to our podcast. We really hope this message encourages and challenges you as you walk with the Lord every day. Enjoy this message. All right, how's everyone doing? Man, isn't the Lord good tonight? Can you just sense the presence of God? Man, I think, I think some people are just hungry for the Lord tonight. All right, thank you, Jesus. You can be seated. Man, I'll tell you, when, when we get together like this and just love on the Lord and just seek after Him, there's nothing like it, right? There's nothing like His presence. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so I'm just, I'm grateful to be up here. Every time I speak, just grateful um, for the opportunity. So I just want to honor our pastors and thank, uh, thank them for the opportunity. So can we just give them, give them a hand? Aren't you grateful for your pastors? Got to honor them every time. Um, yeah, but I just, I want to get into this tonight. Uh, I have a message tonight that I think, uh, that I think will remind us what it is to go after the Lord, to pursue to pursue Jesus, to pursue the Lord, um, to be one who is who follows the ways of God. And uh, if you were here last year, I spoke a message um, entitled "Seek First." And so this is kind of a, a supplement or a, a part two, kind of to "Seek First." But the idea of just pursuing, pursuing after the Lord. And um, oddly enough, there's some of the themes that I'm talking about we, we heard on Sunday. But it's good. It's good, right? Um, so I believe we're in, we're really in like in a time of revival. Um, man, God's doing something all over the world. And, um, and you know, when I say revival, I say that word. And we kind of, sometimes we throw it around uh, like we're giving out candy. Like, oh, revival this, revival that. Um, and, you know, it's, it makes for great marketing. It's, it's a great word to describe what really happens is when, when Jesus is revealed, people come to know him. There's, there's, there's new life. There's renewal. Um, but I think there's, there's something, especially um, now in, in this season, so God's doing something. Um, and I want to be a part of it. I don't know about you. Um, I, I, just want, I just want hearts on fire for the Lord. Just burn for the more of God. And, um, you know, we heard it in, just in the intro before worship. But um, right now, something, did you hear it recently in um, Asbury University? There was this breakout of revival. So if you don't know, I'll just summarize. Uh, you know, they have chapel. It's a Christian university. So they're having chapel. Um, and the, the person leading it had an altar call. Hey, you know, if you want to come before the Lord, just spend some time with him. And that just continued. That altar call just, it never ended. And word spread around in the university. And, it, and you know, after, after a while, like, it, it filled the entire room. And then because of TikTok and social media, there is word spread out. Hey, there's something happening. There's a hunger. There's a fire for the Lord. And they were just, the, what's amazing about it, I think, is that it wasn't, it wasn't flashy. It was just hearts hungry for the Lord, led by students, led by young people, just hungry for the Lord. And that's weird for me to say young people. Um, I'm not in that category anymore. I mean, I am, but I'm not. Um, and it's, I, I am young. Um, this serves me a, a deep hunger for the Lord. And uh, it's, it was Gen Z. Gen Z. I, you know, I love Gen Z. I love you guys. You guys are, you guys are amazing. You, you guys are different. You guys are different. You know, you're, you're like the TikTok generation. Um, you guys are different, but I love you guys. Um, but it was really Gen Z that was leading this and just hungry for the Lord. And I'll tell you, there's, there's a move sweeping across the nation. One of my friends today, she said that she has friends in Mexico, and there is just this... I don't know what I don't I don't know what happened, but there is just a move of, of people just going out in the streets preaching the gospel, baptizing, laying hands. There's miracles, and I'm just like I want man this yes, 
give me some of that. And you know, like when, when this was going on, there's there's a lot of criticism, you know, from all this, you know, you have these YouTube influencers who are Christians, they just want to spread hate and criticize everything that happens. But you know, if there's a, a people, there's a hunger for the Lord, there's repentance, that, that they, they want the more of God, I, I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Um, and, and Monday night, I had the opportunity to visit uh, with a ministry, and there's a service just full of Gen Z, hungry for the Lord. And, I, and you know, the, there's stats against Gen Z that say that, even though it, it's true, they are the first post-modern Christian generation, um, post-Christian generation of, of a modern time. But you know what? God's doing something with them. There, there is a hunger for the Lord. There's, um, man, just a passion for Jesus. And so, you know, I, I have hope. I hope I'm not going to believe in those stats. I'm going to just believe for the more of God. And so um, God is doing something in the spirit. And this is nothing new per se. God, God uses these moves of revival to spread the gospel for um, just waves of revival, ra- waves of repentance, um, households getting saved, generations can just changing because of these kinds of moves of revival. And I want to be a part of it here and now. And so with that in mind, I want to talk about what it looks like to be, to be one who is in pursuit of God. You see, these waves of revival, when they happen, are you ready for it? Are, are you entered in? Are you, are you engaged with it? Or are you just watching on the sideline? Say, I, I want to, who wants to be one that is in pursuit of God and what he's doing through your life? Not just watching on the sideline, not just looking up and what's happening in the city, but what God wants to do through you. Um, and so I want to talk about just a number of ways that what it looks like to live a life in pursuit of God. And so before I get into it, just want to pray um, and just honor the Lord tonight. So Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your word. God, we know that when we read your word, we are changed and we're transformed when we receive it. God, renew our mind. I pray that we would change our mindsets. We would change, um, we'd be open to what you want to do, what you want to change in us, that we would place you at the forefront of our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. All right, so what does it look like to chase after the Lord? Um, I, was, I was thinking about this um, a couple weeks ago. What does it look like? This, this, the Lord just brought it up in my mind, chasing after God, pursuing God. Um, and I, I was looking at Psalm 63. So let's read that. Psalm 63 says, Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. Meditating, um, I will praise you with songs of joy. I lie awake thinking of you, meditating on you through the night. Because you are my helper, I sing for joy in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your strong right hand holds me securely. I like how the King James says it in verse 8. It says, my soul followeth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. Man, uh, isn't that one perspective? Someone who's looking and seeking after the Lord. So... Our pursuit of God is the utmost importance, the, the number one that, thing that we have to do that put it at the forefront of our life. It is the priority of our life. And when I say priority, I mean like it is the priority of our life. What, above anything else that we do in the day, it is Jesus is the Lord that we look to and that we, we meditate on. It. And, and you know, it's, it's funny because 
It's like, can you really think about the Lord all day? Yeah, yeah, you can. You have him. You have him. You're walking with the Lord. He dwells in us. And so we can walk in relationship with the Lord all day long. And so if we, the key is, is to put him at the forefront. Um, if Jesus is Lord, if you declare, hey, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, everything should revolve about, around him. We say this often. We say we don't fit the Lord in our lives. He is our life. He is our life. So the, that's really the basis for everything I'm going to talk about tonight, that Jesus should be the ground zero for everything we do. Um, our, our devotion to him matters. Luke 9, 57 through 62 says, uh, says this. It says, as they were walking along, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. Just, man, I'm in it. But Jesus replied, foxes have dens to live in and birds have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay, even lay his head. He said to another person, come follow me. The man agreed, but he said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. But Jesus told him, let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Your duty is to go and preach about the kingdom of God. Uh, but Jesus, uh, and another said, yes, Lord, I will follow you. But first, let me say goodbye to my family. But Jesus told him, anyone who puts, who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Man, Jesus isn't playing around here. He's not playing any games. He, he's really addressing just their hesitancy. Are they really in? Are they in it for the long haul? Or are they, they, they like the idea of following Jesus? So I think so often that um, we put everything else in front of the Lord. Put everything else. We're thinking about everything else. And then when we're finally overwhelmed with life and, and our circumstances, and then we're like, oh, man, I got to go to the Lord. I got to go to God. Man, I got to put my trust in. Okay, yes. Which, that's a good thing to actually do. But if we were prioritizing our life with the Lord, we, would already, we wouldn't be overwhelmed. We wouldn't be stressed. We would already have our trust in him. Really, when we wake up, he should be the first thought on our mind. After, of course, we have our caffeine and our coffee, and then that's where we could really think. Amen. Just, just kidding, but not kidding. Um, you know, we sh he should be, it should be the rhythm of our life. We should be in beat with the Lord. Uh, Pastor Rob said a, a few weeks ago is that, are, are you really on pace? Are, are you following along? Is, is the beat of the Lord a part of your life? Are you in pace with him? You know, over the years, I've heard it said, you know, that, that a lot of secular leaders would use Proverbs in just a daily habit to, to read, to reflect, um, to really build their better relationships, how to, how to talk to, um, you know, their employees or, um, or the coworkers. And so if those who follow, who don't follow Christ are reading the Proverbs, are pulling from wisdom, how much more should the people of God um, seek out the wisdom of God? Um, Proverbs 2 1 through 6 says, My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. So he's saying, hey, seek it out. Listen for it. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And so we're asked to seek after the Lord. There, there's something in it. It's not just 
going, um, you know, idling by, just allowing life to go on. Hey, there's this pursuit. There is this seeking. I'm, he says, seek it out like you would for silver or like a hidden treasure. So we're supposed to go after wisdom, after the knowledge of God. And so if, um, if the Lord says, you know, I'm, I'm not going to follow my own way because the word consistently speaks to that kind of person as a fool. So I want to be one who's wise. Why don't we, I want to be one who, who is seeking, is pursuing the Lord. And um, that word has just been resonating within me. Just seek after God. Go after the Lord. There's a constant progression forward. Psalm 105, 4 says this. Search for the Lord and for his strength. Continually seek him. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, one of my favorite portions of scripture. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do. And he will show you which path to take. Psalm 34, 4. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Again, I sought the Lord. Let's go down to verse 10. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. So there's, there's something about seeking after the Lord. There's, there's promises that we can grab a hold to. The Lord's not going to let us down. There, there's this confidence that comes when someone is walking with the Lord in consistent pace. There is no worry. There's no care. There's nothing that can pull me down because I'm, the Lord's got me. Lions maybe grow, grow weak and hungry, but for those who seek the Lord, there's, they lack no good thing. There's something about walking with him. There's a confidence. There's a strength um, that comes. And man, I'm, I'm just so grateful for the Lord. Like, he's so patient. He's waiting for us to engage with him. He's waiting for us to catch, to really lock eyes with him and say, I'm, I'm after you. I'm after you. And so for so long, we could be neglecting him. We could be neglecting this, like, this sacred relationship that we have. But he, he's so patient and he's so kind that once we actually do it, he's like, all right, we're, we're in. We're in. Let's follow me. How, how is it that we, we serve this kind of God? This good God that he loves us, that he actually wants a relationship with me. He wants a relationship with you to say, hey, follow me. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Um, it, it just blows my mind. And yet while we're unfaithful, he is ever so faithful. Really, there, there's no one like our God. And so if, if that doesn't pull you in to say, hey, I want, I'm all in. I want to go for you, Lord. Like, thank you. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call to me, and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and hidden things that, that you have not known. There, there's this call to say, hey, call to me. The Lord is waiting for us to engage with him, to, to be in, in relationship with him. There's this, this cooperation, this, this togetherness that God wants to do something with you. And so it's, he needs to be the priority of our lives. Number two, Surrender brings about his desires. A surrender life is one that is committed to the ways of God. There, there's, there's a yielding to what God's doing. There's a yielding to him. Psalm 119, I love the way this reads. Psalm 119 is one of my favorite chapters in the book of Psalms. It says, uh, verse 33, Teach me your decrees, O Lord. I will keep them to the end. 
Give me understanding, and I will obey your instructions. So there's this leaning in. I, I will put them into practice with all my heart. Make me walk along the path of your commands, for that is where my happiness is found. Give me an eagerness for your laws, rather than a love for money. Turn my eyes from worthless things, and give me, give me life through your word. Reassure me of your promise made to those who fear you. Help me abandon my shameful ways. For your regulations are good. Oh, I love this. I long to obey your commands. Renew my life with your goodness. Man, so the, the people of God are those who submit themselves to the ways of God. There's this, hey, I, I love that. Help me turn from my shameful ways. I want to follow after you. I want to do the right thing. So those who, who follow after the Lord, their, their primary concern is that of their disposition to the Lord. What, what is, where, where do I stand with the Lord? Am I, am I in pursuit of him? Am I walking with him? Am I submitted to his ways, or am I utterly concerned with my well-being? Is my, is, is my life my, my highest priority? Is, or is God just a, a, you know, I go to church, I, I attend the, some great people over there, but at Reach Paramount, but, you know, I'm, man, that's a good idea, but I'm, I'm more important. My life is more important. Psalm 37, verse 4 says, Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. Um, I used to think this was about me. When I read the scripture, I'm like, yeah, I can hold on to that promise. Delight myself in the Lord. It's, it's going to be, man, yeah, I, I want that for my life. I want this. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's, it sounds like a simple exchange. I, I commit myself to you. I, I come to church. Um, you know, I, I'm thinking about the Lord. All right, he's going to give me the desires of my heart. And, um, you know, then, and then I realized it's actually that the Lord gives my heart his desires for the right things. His way is better. His way is better. And his, he knows better than I do, right? He knows what, what I'm good at. He knows me better than I know myself. Um, so he gives us the right desire. He, des- his, he shapes our desires to want the best things. And, and Jesus had these tough sayings when it comes to following after him. Um, and I love Jesus, how he's so abrasive. And he, in Luke 9, 23, he says, And he said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me daily. Take his cross daily. It's not a one-time thing. He said, I like how the message says it this way. It paraphrases it this way. It says, then he told them what they could expect from themselves. Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way to finding yourself, your true self. So Jesus, take the will. Jeez, I'm, I'm, I'm joking, but not really. Jesus, take the will. Um, I want to be walking in the will of God. I want to be one who is saying, hey, I'm following after you, Lord. I'm, I'm following your leading. The key is to, to be one who is in pursuit of God. If the Lord is really in the driver's seat, then, um, then I'm with him. I'm, I'm aboard, whatever that is. Really, you think about it like, hey, I want to be on Jesus' bus. Remember that? <laughs> um, since he's leading, I must follow. So I want to I be a chaser of God. 
one who's going after what he wants. And, and it involves yielding, yielding myself to him. Second uh, Chronicles 7 verse 14 says, If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Do, do you hear that's described like, hey, I'm basically bowed low. What, what, who, whatever you want, that's your way. And so those who yield themselves to the Lord are really inviting God in, saying, Lord, I, yeah, I want whatever you have for me. I'm, I'm yielding myself. We're gonna re- I'm repenting. I'm, I'm leaving my old way and surrendering to you. But it's not just a one-time thing. Surrender is, needs to be uh, incorporated in our lives as a, a lifestyle of surrender. That every day I'm really den- um, denying myself. I'm taking up my cross. I'm saying, Lord, your way is better. I, I surrender. I surrender to you. Um, I, I, uh, last year, I, I spoke a message on, on surrender, and, it was, and I said, hey, do you know, just wake up in the morning and just tell the Lord, I surrender. I surrender. And um, I love how a, few, a number of people came up to me and said, hey, I've been doing that. I surrender. Uh, it's such a refreshing way to start the day because that, you're posturing your heart, you're posturing your life in the right position. Say, hey, I'm, I'm yielding myself. I'm, I'm putting you first as, as priority. Romans 12 Verse 1 says, I, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which, your spirit, which is your spiritual worship. The message says it this way. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. So this is, this is someone who's saying, hey, everything on my plate, everything on my schedule, on my calendar is yielded to you, Lord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take everything that I do in the day, and I'm going to keep you in mind, and I'm going I'm to honor you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to do the very best that I can because I'm honoring you in my life. Surrender, it, it can hurt. It, it means saying no to some things. It means saying yes to the right thing. Uh, it's the pulling away of layers and putting on, on, on Christ. And so I want to be one who's yielded to the Holy Spirit. That the, Lord, the Holy Spirit can trust me when he says, hey, hey, do this. Hey, why don't you say this? Hey, don't say that. Hold your tongue. I want to be one who is yielded to him. This is a, more like a, a, a point 2B, but, or it's number three. But um, somebody t- turn to somebody and say, my surrender benefits you. And then also say, your surrender benefits me. All right. Um, a person walking in the ways of God is characterized by someone who lives well with others. Someone who walks with in, in the ways of God is hardworking, has integrity, is disciplined. It comes out of, when, you, when you're walking with the Lord, you, you can't help but be better. You can't help but be better for somebody else. So when I concern myself with the things of God, um, I can't help but bear those qualities. The, the fruit of the Spirit, really, it's, um, it, he just makes you better. Um, and so when, when you seek first the kingdom of God, all your cares, all your worries, he takes care of them. It's, it's in line with him. Um, and, you know, you can, you can hear, seek first the kingdom, God first. And so it can, it can sound like, hey, avoid your personal responsibilities. Um, but on the contrary, when your heart is aligned with the Lord... 
all those things are actually taken care of because you're a better person. You're, you're disciplined. You're hardworking. Um, you love others. We have it backwards because we try to control everything. Um, we, we try to perfect our personal situations. So again, this is someone who's wanting to just have, you know, I'm, I'm in it for me. I want, I want to get this. I want to have this promotion. That's my, this is like everything I'm thinking about. It's, it's our lives in front of the Lord. When we have to retrain our thoughts to make the Lord a priority. So um, I'm, a, I'm a much better man when I'm, I'm in the presence of God, when I'm all walking with the Lord. Um, I want to be one who is so in tune with the Lord that when he gives me the marching orders, I'm, I'm ready to listen. Number four, faith over fear. There are many times we can feel this overwhelming um, sensation, overwhelming feeling of, of anxiety and worry. And it could be any number of things. It could be X, Y, Z. It could be so many different things that um, can consume us, can, can cause us to worry. It's a, um, a bad report, um, a certain circumstance, a difficult moment. And those, those are all real. Um, and man, that, that, that's real. That's, life happens. Um, but in the moment of stress and worry, it can, it can really be overwhelming, right? I don't know if you've been there. You've had those, those moments of anxiety, of stress. It can just be overwhelming. Almost like you can't even shake it. It's like, man, this thing has, this thing has me tied down. I, I know what that's like. I, I've lived there for months at a time. I, I dealt with anxiety and stress for years, and I didn't even know it. Like, I would, hear, I would hear people talk about it, and I was like, man, that, dang, that sucks. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm actually, I didn't realize I was living in it. Um, I, I, shared this, I shared this a few years ago um, that I, would, I didn't know I had it, but I, I thought that it was normal for me to have headaches every other day, to be nauseous um, every other month. Um, and I thought, okay, well, this is just how it is. I guess, you know, by the afternoon, I'm going to get a headache, and I just got to wait it out. Um, and, man, it was, it was tough. It, it was tough. And um, the reality is, um, well, there, there, it got to a, a certain point where it's after a midweek service, you know, got, there's a move of God, and I, would, I went to doubles. Everyone's there at the time. Um, and, uh, you know, I went in, I walked in, and immediately turned around and walked out. I didn't want to be around people. And it's not like, hey, I just needed space for the day. It's been a, a busy day. And that's okay. That's, that's totally fine. It's, I just didn't want to be around people. My anxiety was like a level 10. I felt my, my heart rate really just risen. And, you know, that's, that's actually our body's alarm system. Hey, something's wrong. Something's off. Something's off. But it's actually a negative thing because it was the smallest things that would trigger it, right? Fear, it, it's... It's just really a shadow. We're, it's when we believe a lie, and so that becomes overbearing. We're, then we're just overwhelmed by it. And, you know, it's, it's our body's alarm system, but when it's in the negative fashion, when it's in a, a, an unhealthy place, that means that we're believing something that's not true. And so for so many years, I, I was just having negative thoughts about myself. Just, you know, it's just... You start, you know, everyone has insecurities, but it was just, I was, I believed them and nobody was thinking anything about them, but I thought like they all know, they all, they're all thinking that, but it, <laughs> it wasn't true. It wasn't true at all. Um, you know, those fears, it, it, it's a nonstop burden that you can't seem to shake it off. But I love that there's peace found in Jesus, that there's a hope that there's a, a peace that we can live in. I love Isaiah 23, 6, 26, 3. It says, you keep him 
in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. So the key to a peaceful life is to look to Jesus. And some of you might be hearing me saying like, okay, living in, living in peace, living without this constant buzzing, this constant, the voices coming in, the thoughts racing in. Some of you can't even imagine what that's like. I imagine in, in this room, there are many of you dealing with and struggling with constant, constant anxiety, constant stress. That, you're, you're not supposed to live there. You're supposed to walk in peace, walk in the freedom that Jesus offers you. Um, a life with Jesus is one of peace and a sound mind. 2 Timothy 2.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and, of, and a sound mind. And there, it's a process. There, there is a process because we, if, for, if for years you're telling you there's a certain way of thinking, there's certain thoughts that are coming in your head. Yeah, it's, your brain has been molded to a certain structure, certain pattern, certain way of thinking. But let me tell you, it's not, it's not permanent. You can actually shift that. You can actually change that. Um, when, when you feed yourself the truth of God's word, we can actually change our brain structures. Our, our, it, it's, it's called uh, neuroplasticity. And we've talked, it, talked about it a number of times, but really it's, it's when, you, when you are thinking the truth and not listening to the lies. Um, Philippians 4 verse 8 says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about these things. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. I love how scripture just points out exactly the key to what to do. Say, hey, think of all these good things. Think about these positive things. Because um, fear is, fear is going to knock at your door. Fear is going to, but are you going to open it up? Are you going to have a cup of coffee with it? Are you going to sip on it? And then next thing you know, it's do, 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 your, it's the pace of those thoughts to come. Um, Psalm 34, 4 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Verse 19 says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the, the Lord delivers him out of them all. So Jesus offers us true freedom. It's not manufactured. It's not manipulation. Um, when we place Jesus as Lord of our lives, we surrender the fear to him. Uh, Peter says to cast your cares, cast your anxiety on the Lord, for he cares. Um, I, I can't tell you how much relief I experienced when the moment I realized I wasn't trusting Jesus. That is actually um, that the moment I identified that, oh, this is a lie. This is not true. I'm, I'm holding on to something that actually nobody told me. I'm holding on to the lie. And the moment I released that and gave it to the Lord and embraced the truth of my identity in Christ. There is this peace. I, I can hear, I, I can, you know, I can hear the wind, like really for the first time. It's like in, in a long time, it's like, I, I, there's, it's normal. This, oh, this is how, this is how everyone is. It, it's not, it, is anybody with me? Are you with me? I can finally breathe again. I can, and again, it's not to say that um, it, it doesn't, you know, anxiety doesn't pop up its ugly head now, now then to still our expression for our pastor. But it's, it's a warning light of me trying to control everything. And so when I feel anxiety popping up, when I, when I start to feel it, I'm like, oh, hold on. 
I, I'm, my heart is not aligned with the Lord. I'm not believing, I'm not embracing him. I'm, I'm not aligned with the Father. I'm, I'm embracing the lie. So I actually use it to my advantage. I'm, I'm not kidding. I, I use it to my advantage. Hold on, I got to spend time with the Lord. Um, this, is, this is a sign for me to just trust him. And then everything is, is peace, living in peace. Because I look to Jesus, right? You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Um, number five, this is our last point here. Um, when we're walking after Jesus, when we're pursuing him, we can't help... Well, before that, I want to say this. I, I say all that with the, with the mind and talking about our thoughts because that actually is an obstruction to us pursuing the Lord. That, that means we're trying to keep, keep our control as opposed to giving control to him. And so when we're able to fully depend on the Lord and pursue him, that means that we're, we're, not, um, we're not blocked. We're not, there's nothing obstructing us from really being used by the Lord. And so... Um, I just wanted to mention that. Um, but anyways, when we're pursuing Jesus, we want to bring others in. Um, when we're, we're living this life and we're changed, how can we not bring somebody else into this fold, into this, the kingdom of God? Um, we're just compelled to. Um, when Jesus met the woman at the well, he, man, he changed her life with a word. He, and so much so that right after that conversation, she went back to the city and she proclaimed it to everybody. Meet a man who knew everything I ever did. And so there was revival. Every, Jesus stayed in that city for a while and people were healed. People were touched. And so the response was always to bring others in. Um, and so on Sunday, we heard about, you know, we are, we're to go out and make disciples. This is, this is the call um, for every single person. So here at Reach Church, we want to reach out to everyone. We want to bring everyone who's bound by sin, who's struggling, who is in, who's living in darkness, into this marvelous light, into the kingdom of God. And I'm so grateful that this is what we do. This is our mission. This is our call. And um, I'm grateful for the, the many ministries, the myriad of ministries throughout the world. Um, and God is doing an amazing thing through them. But this is what, this is really like, this is, um, when you strip it all down, the basis for our, our, our mission is to reach, restore, release. And so it's, it's about when your life has changed, I'm going to bring somebody else into this. Um, it's worth mentioning, we, we read this on, on Sunday, Matthew 28, 19. Jesus says, therefore, and go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And so, uh, worshiping, you can come. You can come up. Uh, but this is, this is our call, that the Lord will use us to change the world. But here's the thing. If we neglect the first part, what's the greatest command? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Right. This is this is pursuing God. This is pursuing Jesus as Lord, making Him priority of our life. So, if we neglect the very, like the most important command, how can we be an effective witness for somebody else to enter in the kingdom of God? The most important thing in our life should be the relationship that we steward with Jesus. And I love how the gospel—it's so simple. It's such a simple thing that we we complicate it so much, but. It's pursuing the Lord. Pursue him. And from there, we follow his leading. Um, and, and really, that's, that's how we're going to be a part of the revival. If, if you're, again, if you are in pursuit of the Lord, if you're right in there, you say, hey, I'm just going to jump on board on what God is doing today. I'm going to be a part of it.
Man, I want to I wanna be surrendered. I want to be yielded to the leading of the God. Who, who would agree with that? Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.